This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for the recline. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyo Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame going wild. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief Dame don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Man, I just think I found the name of this episode. <laughs> anyway, is it, is it Wakanda Forever? <laughs> no, that even though that is definitely true. Uh, yo, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode two two four, and um, yeah, man, we back. Yeah, two two man, two two seven. We got uh, that's yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about that shit. Uh, yeah, welcome back, uh, Negroes. Uh, what's popping? What's good with you, man? Oh man, it's been a long week, man. It has, man. Uh you know, I wasn't gonna talk about it this week, but I you know, I felt inclined to because like my journey and my story ain't just mine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't wanna be selfish with it. And I'm trying to be as transparent with people as totally possible. This was gonna be my last episode, a Shop Talk podcast, how I was feeling on Tuesday. Yeah. Um uh, and I'll just be honest about it. On Tuesday when I went to dialysis, you know, they plugged me up to the machine. And when I get there, there's people already there in the center. And I watched a woman die mm. while I was in the dialysis center. Like, to, we usually run three to four hours depending on what they have to do to you. You know, since I'm a little bit taller, you know, my my sessions typically run about four hours. And I'm brand new to dialysis. So, so they hooked me up to the machine for four hours. Your height matters? Yeah, man, my height and your weight. Mm. Uh, you know, I got to be really conscious. You know, a huge thing about this is being very conscious of my diet and what I should be drinking. I'm not supposed to drink more than 32 ounces of liquid in a day. Mm. I would drink, it wouldn't be, con- it would be uncommon for me to drink, you know, three, four drinks at a dinner. Like if I'm just out at the bar eating wings, I'm going to have three, four lemonades yeah, 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 yeah. with my wings, but I'm only supposed to drink 32 ounces of liquid every day. So I have to be very conscious of my weight because I have to weigh in when I get there and I have to weigh in when I leave out so they can kind of estimate how much fluid and gotcha. you know toxins they're taking off of my body. 
But when I got there at the dialysis center, there was, you know, I've seen this woman before because it's typically the same people come on the same day. So, you know, you recognize faces after a while. Yeah. So I've seen this woman before, older older lady, and uh, she coded out near the end of her cycle. And, you know, it's always shit kind of beeping and going off. But, you know, while I was kind of taking my nap, I heard like beeps that sounded different, you know, just a a different free, a different level of frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look over and I see like all the nurses and the techs, like with this one person in particular, and they tried to resuscitate her. EMS came in. They tried probably for about 45 minutes mm. and um, she was gone. And I said, man, fuck this. Like, if I'm going to have control over anything in my life, it's going to be, if this is the last thing I got control over, it's going to be when I pass. I came home from the dialysis center, and I was like, you know what? I ain't never going back, and I'm just going to accept what my fate is. You know, I said my prayers. I made my peace with the Lord. Mm. I started telling a few people, you know, what I was going to do because I'm like the type of nigga, like, not that I need authorization but if i'm gonna do something i don't want you to hear it from the streets i'd rather you hear it come from my mouth so you ain't gotta you ain't gotta beat around the bush and i was telling niggas like look i ain't going back like i didn't had had enough this is it this is what i plan on doing i probably you know i understand that me not going would mean my imminent demise and that i would probably expire within a matter of weeks and I said, I ain't going back. I'm just going to deal with it what it is. And, man, I probably only told maybe four or five people. But that day, everybody I knew was blowing up my phone. I probably hadn't talked to Judy in a few few months. I mean, we we text, you know, occasionally. I send her some congrats. You know, she'll check in on me. She hit me up. My homie in Houston hit me up. You know, just out the blue that day, Verge hit me up. Like, everybody I knew was hitting me up out the blue. I got homies of mine out of state that was like, nigga, you talking crazy. I'm going to send a a wellness check to your house to make sure that you ain't talk. You showed up in my house that day. Like, literally everybody, my mother-in-law called me out the blue, was like, and just asking about me. So, like, everybody was calling me. I'm like, this got to be something bigger than me. You understand? Like, this is probably... You know, the Lord talking to me, but the icing on the cake, my daughter just called me out the blue because me and her, I, I'm taking her to get her nose pierced tomorrow and, you know, settled in on it. We going to do it. When this was, she kind of like, uh, wasn't it a piercing or something happened like last summer? She wanted to get her nose pierced, but it's just been like delayed because yeah. she, she got some skin issues and we wanted to make her go to the dermatologist and make sure she wasn't keloid because the yeah, last place I needed sure. my baby girl is to keloid is on her fucking face. So my daughter called me out the blue. Just, you know, not asking for nothing, not wanting nothing. She just called me up. She was like, Daddy, I don't know what I'd do if something happened to you. Mm-hmm. And, man, that shit just broke my heart. Like, literally, I broke down and, like, started crying. And I'm like, it's it's got to be God or God talking to me. And in the midst of all that, I have a friend of mine. She's, you know, deeply religious, very much so on her on her faith walk. And me and her, you know, bounce off scriptures from time to time. And she has shared something with me. And this scripture came across, you know, in my email, too. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And all that came across, you know, my wavelength in the span of like 12 hours. And I got to look at it, man, like, you know, it's going to be good days and bad days with this shit. I didn't get here overnight. I'm not going to get better overnight. I'll, I look at I was watching like paid in full. And when he got out the hospital, he was like, man, my body different. I'm breathing different. Like, that's how I fucking feel. Like in 38 years of living, like my body is doing shit now that I ain't never did before. But this is like my new way of life. And like I just kind of ushered into it. And yeah, while there may be bad days, like. You know, I had to kind of like snap out of it like, you know, OK, today was a bad day. You seen some fucked up shit. Yeah, fucked with you. But like I always look at it, you know, I am a man of faith. And those of y'all that know me, I'm heavily tattooed. I got three Bible verses on me that, you know, I kind of live by. I walk by faith even when I cannot see, you know, I got a, a portion of the Lord is my shepherd on my stomach. And I got a Bible verse on my arm around my mother's memorial tattoo where, uh, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And I tattooed that on me. Uh, I don't know if I've ever touched on the story, but like when I left home, it was real tumultuous. Me and my mother got into an argument. I punched a hole in the wall and I said, fuck this. I ain't staying here no more. I found me an apartment. I was gone in two weeks. And when I packed up all my shit and I left out, you know, I always had a Bible that I kept in my room. And my mother put a letter in the Bible and she put that Bible verse in there and she put me a little word to myself. But it all kind of culminates. She was like, you know, if the world ever gets so cold, you know, the you can always come back home. But I didn't understand it then because I was just so brash and like, I can't stay here no more. I'm a grown man. I ain't got to deal with this shit. And I left out. But like all those things kind of came back to me. And, you know, I just truly believe that God hasn't brought me here just to let me die here. You know what I'm saying? That there's something more about it. And, you know, with this kidney shit, I'm learning so much more every single day. You know, I'm learning how, you know, my next step, I've already started the process to get on the donor list. So I'm going to reach out to the homies, the twins and everybody soon so we can, you know, kind of come up with that plan that we we had talked about. Where maybe, you know, if somebody out there listening that maybe wants to is willing to donate me a kidney, yeah. maybe it's yeah. some friends or family. I don't I don't know, but I just know that my journey hasn't stopped, isn't going to stop here. I mean, I've had dreams just in the last week about me and my dogs just being rich, like prosperous, about me and my family being prosperous. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in my dreams. They're like, that's where God speaks to me oftentimes. And I'm like, yo, this 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 can't be it. So, I mean, you know, for anybody out there listening that's, that's going through your challenges, maybe they're bigger than mine, maybe they're not as big as mine, but they're they're your mountains. You know, he didn't put you in front of that mountain just to leave you on the bottom. He put you there to overcome that mountain and for your story to help somebody else. And, you know, that's why I try and be as very transparent with my story every week, weekend and week out on Shop Talk podcast, because I just feel like, you know, 
whether it's big or small, the things that I'm going through, this, this isn't my testimony just for me. It's going to help somebody else. And I hope, you know, whatever you're dealing with, you know, persevere, hold on to it. You're going to have your your bad days, but, you know, you survived all of your bad days thus far. Yeah. As long as you can wake up and put two feet on the ground, you can make it over. So I'm just encouraging y'all to, to make it over because, I mean, for a minute, you know, like I said, my man Jay Johnson pulled up on me. <laughs> and I tell you what, dog. I'm glad I'm 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 glad you that you sounding the way that you sounded. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, it was kind of tough. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I had talked to Verge, or Verge hit me up earlier. Was like, yo, you talked to Dane today? I was like, well, I talked to him last night, but uh, I ain't talked to him today. He was like, man, he talking kind of strange. I'm like, what? Uh, I went I'm like, let me see what this nigga tweeting and shit. You know what I'm saying? Then I saw the tweet about the dialysis. Uh, and then I saw your follow up tweet. It's like, um, uh, I don't know why everybody's so scared of death. You know what I'm saying? It, it's really just freedom. And I was like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can, uh, you know, get off work early or something. I'm gonna give him. I'm like, I'm supposed to drop something off to him t- tomorrow. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying? Well, today. So I'm going uh, you know, to give him a call and see what's popping and shit. So call, I got some other news, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, check this out, boom, boom, boom. And then, you know what I'm saying, just the energy didn't, you know what I'm saying, feel that way. And then you explain to, you know what I'm saying, uh, what your plan was. And I'm like, yo, like, no. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was thrown off, you know what I'm saying? But like, you never can put yourself in somebody's shoes and to know, you know what I'm saying, what another person is going. But it was like, yo, listen, you know, you don't want to go through your family, put your family. You're like, listen, just as you want to take your the the authority and to do everything that you want to do with you, like give us the opportunity to, you know what I'm saying? Let me decide, yo, if this is too much for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, nigga, we got you no matter what. It ain't going to never be. It'll never be, yo, this too much for me. I can't, no, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's not even a burden. It's like a privilege to help out. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, like, I didn't realize how strong my village was until like, you know, I felt like at my weakest and at my and at my lowest point, I, I appreciate all of y'all that reached out, that was checking in on me. You know, like I said, Burks, I had my- like, that night, because I know you say you was working to, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I got a uh, a session at end about the same time. I was talking like, yo, Ver, we about to pull back up, you know what I'm saying, like that night. No, Verge told me he rolled past yeah, my house sure. later on that night. Uh, he was like, look, I rolled by. He said, all oh, the lights is out. Like, I'm like, I don't. I'm like, dog, I'm like, do we want to just go bang on the door? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, at this point, we was kind of, like, in this limbo status. Like, look, it's like, well... Uh, we decided like, yo, we're going to get them to the morning time and we'll just, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, the next morning things were just was. Yeah, I, I started reaching back out to people. I was like, man, mate, I was But, just, you know, I'm looking. You know I was tripping. I'm like, yo, this is just out of the norm, you know what I'm saying, for him. I'm looking online. I'm like, yo. I pulled a bunch of information, you know what I'm saying, reached out to my resource, like, look, like, make this make sense to me, you know what I'm saying? And, um, Man, God is just strong, man. God is powerful. Prayer work, you know what I'm saying? And 
I'm glad you're here, my brother. Yeah, uh, man. It just it is a bad day, and it just it just do something to you. It, yeah. You know, it's it's a lot on my body. You know, it's <laughs> I can it's, imagine. It's a ton. Like I I never would have expected to go through some of the highs and the lows and to learn what I'm learning. But like I said, I ain't get here overnight. You know, this was years in my 20s, not taking my blood pressure seriously. I didn't want to take them blood pressure meds because I heard it made your dick soft. And I was like, you know, these are my prime fucking years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I chose, you know, being a hoe over being healthy. <laughs> you got to be a healthy hoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I, I made my bed. But, like, I, now these are the decisions that I have to live with and I have to I have to get over it, man. I'm, I don't know why, but, like, in the back of my mind, I feel like I'm going to have me another kidney soon. And I'm gonna be Rightfully in a better, so. and I'm gonna be in a better position soon. Like this is only a temporary thing, and now I know more. I'll be smarter moving forward. You know, my diet, I've changed. I flipped it over completely. Like, like I ain't tasted no extra salt on nothing <laughs> in literally like over a month's time, and so I and you, I don't miss it. So now you know how I feel to be white. <laughs> <laughs> no seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I, I'm learning to cook without it and like yeah. like for real I don't even miss it so I mean you know and that that salt is the devil it really know? is that like, salt if it's white is that it's bad for you man it's look this this damn near the rule of thumb with everything if that shit feel and taste good for you that shit it's probably bad, bad. <laughs> it's bad for you like everything like I don't know, cued in the Kanye West. Why everything that make uh, that make me so good? How what the fuck? I found out this week I got a retired Wash Dame too. I can't even drink no more. Like no more. You oh, see a drink in my hand. That's supposed to be bad. Make me feel so good. Yeah. I couldn't think of that goddamn lyric for nothing. You see a drink in my hand. You need to smack it out. I for can't sure. drink. I can't drink liquor no more. Shit, you only can get thirty two ounces of whatever the fuck it is. So. And it don't take nothing but two two drinks to start getting me. You know. Little belligerent. Well, that's a, that should have been the mega. Like, <laughs> take a bathroom cup of a well, low key a bathroom cup of anything. Yeah, that's that's more than a shot. Yeah, so uh, that's at least a double. How much is this? This is sixteen ounces. So two of these bitches, you good for that's the day. that's it. That's it. Mm. I I never put that. I never put that shit together. But I think I drink slurp. Sense. I used to drink Slurpees bigger than that. Yeah. So I mean, but shit, sixty four ounces, nigga, in the without, by itself, without without no hesitation. Yeah. But you know, I understand what that flu like, nigga. The fluid will build up around my heart. It'll make it hard for a nigga to breathe. Uh. So I mean, if that's the trade off, like nigga, I be drinking baby cups around the house. It is what I it mean, is, but that's what I got to do to stay alive for right now. So I mean, I'm gonna adhere to my diet and all my restrictions. Take my meds, get my rest, and. Do everything else that they tell me to do, man. You know, like I said, my baby girl, she she didn't even know. You know, she just called me out the blue, and I'm thinking her mama told her or her grandma said something. She just called me out the blue like, Daddy, I don't know what I'd do without you. And, I mean, that's that's my heart. That's yeah. my heart. You got five of them babies. Yeah, man, so I got to live. Yeah. I got to I gotta do, you know, you never know when your number is up. You know, the, only the Lord knows the day and the time. But it's it's not up to me to to make that decision for myself. I got to keep fighting. Man, in real life, man, a lot of shit that uh, well, all the shit that you didn't have, like everybody life story, and you know you're the narrator of your own life. You know what I'm saying? But everybody life story has had a, a bunch of ups and downs. But when you think 
back to like the the toughest and the most fucked up situations, you came out of that shit. Yeah, every all single the, time. All the wild ass shit that I done been through in my life, they were like, yo, nigga, I don't know how the fuck we made it out of there. Like, nigga, we should be dead. Like, that wasn't the plan. You know what I mean? It and, wasn't um, the plan. It went and it wasn't time. I think about a situation like, yo, nigga. This was 25 years ago, and I'm only 38. Like, some of this shit, like, yo, this shit happened when we was out. There's no way we should have made out of this shit. Yeah. However, you don't, you you literally don't know. Um, The verse that you talking about with your your mom um, wrote. I remember you saying that y'all had that on your phone, on on the uh, answer answer machine. machine. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear my mama voice with that all the time, and I think about that shit is, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understandings. For all that ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Like every time I think I know what is supposed to happen. Yo, this is the plan. I didn't plan this shit out and this is how it's going to unfold. Man, your plan just go to shit. Like it go to shit cuz it ain't it ain't for you to it ain't for you to have a plan. You just yeah. you literally supposed to have faith yeah. and and walk out on it and do the right thing and you know every time I've come to my last dollar or, you know, they this they gonna cut the lights off on Thursday. I don't know what we gonna do. Like it some always something always out. work out. Yeah. So man, look, man, this shit is gonna work out, fam. Yeah, it's got to. It's, it's got it's, to. There's no other way, man. I just gotta well, stay positive with it. Uh God willing and the creek don't rise. Whatever the fuck my grandma say. <laughs> Lord willing and if the creek don't rise. Hey. Uh yeah, man. So I'm gonna make it out. Thank God make for it that, out. man. Amen. So we got a we got a lot of uh, to unpack this week. Yeah, man. I mean, last week uh, Chadwick while we Boseman. Were, while we was wrapping up, like soon as we got off the podcast, we were sitting here, you know, talking and shit. My homie Trinidad Ant sent you the text. Was like, man, Chadwick Boseman passed, and I was like, what? Yeah, Black Panther, which was wild. And, you know, then we find out that um, he's been living with colon cancer for the last four years, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because didn't even we didn't have a clue. You never really know what somebody is facing. Absolutely. And uh, the sacrifice that somebody is going through just to be normal, just to appear normal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, say you go to Seven Eleven um, when you leave here or before you come in here and shit. Nigga, don't nobody know if you was hooked up to a machine for four hours just to stand up straight and, yeah. and, and be functional. You know what I'm saying? So it, it I just, mean, bro, I wasn't walking two weeks ago. Like, literally, I could not walk. I had to, somebody wheeled me out the hospital. You know what I'm saying? I was on a walker trying to get my strength back. So, I mean, you know, and nobody, you know, this is the first time I've really talked about it. But, I mean, literally nobody knew while I was in the house. Like, nigga, I couldn't, I couldn't make it out. Like, I didn't have the strength to walk from my car, to walk from the front door to my car in the, in, in the driveway. Like yeah. I had somebody taking me to dialysis and picking me up because I did not have the strength. So, I mean, you never know what somebody is going through behind the scenes. Yeah. And what incredible strengths and feats that is just to be normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like. Or appear normal. Appear normal. Right. So, like, I, I just. I just want everybody to, to, to keep that in mind when you like moving through life just to have some compassion. You never know what somebody's struggle the is. Other person. Yeah. Like maybe the reason that that particular person had an attitude with you in the line at, I don't know, Walmart, it had nothing to do with you and everything to do with 
the last 15 years of their life or yeah. whatnot. And it's it's not it's not personal. Like I, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but like one of the books I've read and I, I enjoy so much is the four agreements. And one of those agreements was like, don't take anything personal because it's never about you. It's always about the other person. Yeah. Like, even if somebody say something direct, it's like, yo, this shit is not about you. You know what I'm saying? Like you took it so personal that this part, I can't believe that this motherfucker would cut in line for me. Fam, you don't know what's going on. Whether I know that you was here. If I, I couldn't, I, my peripheral vision could be fucked up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you have no idea. Just having a little bit of compassion. Um, for, for other people and one of the other things that stuck out um, about this Chadwick passing and just you know people when they talking and stuff like that is um, I don't know man because we live in a certain area and we are afforded um, a level of transparency well some people um, afford you a certain level of transparency um, you're not entitled to it like you're right. not entitled to know what I'm going, what through. another person is going through, absolutely. And like I make sure that I keep that in mind when I'm going through about my day, because information I may know about another person, from I nobody told you didn't tell me I can tell this person. You didn't tell me I couldn't, but like you told me, and that's where it should stay. Yeah. So like when he was like, "Yo, we had no clue that he was going through all this while he was doing the movies." Well, why would you? Like, why would you think that you... Maybe he thought you might treat him different. You may act differently. You you know, and he, he just wanted to be... Had that sense of normalcy. Yeah, like, you're not, you're, not, you're not entitled to somebody's medical history, medical past, um, what they're going through. Maybe I just want... I want you to look at me as just Chadwick, just yeah. Dame or whatever. So, like, I don't think nobody meant anything by it, but just keep that in your mind. We, man, we ain't even know. You're not you're not entitled to that. Facts. Like you 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 literally not. Though like I share my art with you, I share we share 224 weeks of information. You know what I'm saying about our lives here weekly. But there's a whole bunch of shit I ain't never shared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying over the air. Like you're not entitled to it. If I'm ever so inclined to speak on it. I, I'll do so. And like, in, and, and me and you aren't celebrities on any scale, but like, I know we've both run into situations where people kind of like, you know, have walked up on us in the streets and the interactions, like they feel like they want something from us. Like, fam, I have nothing to give you. You know what I'm saying? And that's not me just like being rude. Like, literally, I'm just. Uh, I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got a podcast and we go at it every week. But like, Nick, I ain't no celebrity by any stretch of the imagination, like I'm just a regular West Side nigga with bills and problems and baby mamas and shit like you got shit going on. Like if you don't move your feet, then I don't eat like niggas. So we like neck to neck. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So oh, I mean, that matter went over your head. Y'all didn't even know about so, that. I mean, I'm just saying like I get it on a much smaller scale. I couldn't imagine, you know, being that large and famous and people really feel like they entitled to you and, and entitled you know i i forgot who who wrapped it but he was like just because you bought the cd like you didn't buy the person you you bought the music like it's an equal transaction Thanks. you bought the mu you paid for the music i gave you a product our relationship ends there yeah fair exchange is no robbery yeah when um people feel like this is like yo 
I've been a I've been a subscriber of this nigga music for twenty. I've been paying this for twenty years. I've been buying your CDs. You owe me to such and such. No, fam. I gave you twenty years worth of content. Yeah. You gave me your money. We was even. You don't you don't get to follow me in the bathroom and try and take a <laughs> selfie with me. You know like, what I'm no, saying? I don't that like that was a fair exchange. Like it's not like you don't owe me for uh, you don't own me or whatever. Um, but uh, just keeping that 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 human um portion. So like it it, it be it may be some shit that like looking at celebrities or people who are deemed to be celebrities and shit. Man, it's probably fucked up where um they can go through one of the roughest periods in their fucking life and they walk outside the room after they just heard the worst news ever and yo let me get a picture my nigga and you don't get that picture and now you like oh this nigga got a he an asshole he ain't this he ain't that like that got to be fucked up yeah and now you feel like a piece of shit for living your regular life i be wondering like when people give stories about man i heard that asshole you heard because that? of one interaction with you like you heard that from somebody else and now it's the truth? Like it's certified fact. Yeah, man, I heard he be. Nigga, you read that shit on the internet blog about from a nigga who heard it from an That's not fair, dog. You know, man, I always recall like when long time ago I was an intern at WJLB and you know, due to the position that I had, I had a lot of interactions with like, you know, celebrities. And I, I, I'll never forget, like, one incident in particular. We had Jay-Z at the radio station. Okay. It's 8 o'clock. It's, you know, he on the he on the morning show. Mason, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. They got, like, champagne, you know, Cristal on ice. Like, Jay walk in. He was like, man, y'all ain't got no coffee and, like, bagels. And and it, it fly over your head. Like, you see this image of him. You had his perception. But it's, it's literally eight o'clock in the morning. Who the fuck drinks ice cold champagne at eight o'clock in the morning? He's like, where's the coffee and tea? Y'all y'all preparing for a superstar status and not a human being. Yeah. Like, where is the personal connection? Where's the interpersonal? Like, fam. Like, when let, I mean, the breakfast club is the breakfast club. But nigga, where the orange juice? <laughs> Guess we like, y'all ain't got nothing to eat. Y'all ain't got no food. Like, wouldn't it be dope if y'all actually had breakfast for <laughs> right for breakfast time <laughs> for the breakfast club who come in here and shit? You know what I'm saying? But hey, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but you know, uh, you may you may go through something that you don't feel like discussing on the pod, and um, it's perfectly fine. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like because you you share something on the pod, like I don't mean that like all day every day you shoot the nigga a DM like, yo, what's the like, what's on your charts this week? Like, nigga, it's not your like, it's not in your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I I'm still this, just a regular person. Yeah, that, at so. the end of the day, even though you know, I probably share more of my life than the average person gets to share. Like, nigga, I'm still regular ass dame that live off Puritan. That you know, got to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna eat for dinner, like you do when when you get off of work. So I mean, it's 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 no we we more of the same than you probably know. Yeah. Uh yeah man so uh shout out to Chadwick man because um rest in power Wakanda forever man and I want y'all to get over this shit they are going to recast Black Panther just, just I don't I don't understand that type of shit dog I don't I, I I get that people are you know like I said when people are presented with one thing they don't want to see anything else now in the comic books his sister did take over at one point but there's a lot of capable young black actors who I think could play 
Fam. Black Panther. You mean to tell me if the nigga who plays Superman passed, there's never a Superman movie no more? Like that's that's not how that's not that's how, not how roles work. That's not how comic book work. And I and I feel like there's a, a a young actor that's right on our radar that's an incredible actor that I think could slide right into this role. Who's that? John David Washington. Hmm. Denzel's son. Hmm. I think he'd make an incredible Black Panther. Another actor, I think they could do a John Boyega. The black guy from the from the Star Wars movies. Like, I think they have the chops where they could. You know what's so funny? They could uh, capably play the role. Me and Ant was talking about this last night after we finished recording. Uh, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, who could it be? Right. Because it got to be somebody. Now, uh, John David Washington, he's a little short. He might have to shoot the camera like a different angle. But that that movie magic. yeah, Yeah. Movie magic. But he's a good actor. And like that could that's that that can work. I can see that. It could it could easily work. I can see that. John Boyega, that's not a bad idea either, to be perfectly honest. He's capable on that he's been on that big screen. Yeah. Like, and he he's super black too. Like absolutely. Like in real life, yeah, like, like I like I, I I can see that. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Um, I can't think of this dude's name last night, even though I Googled him. He played in um Coach Carter. Um, he played in uh, I don't know if you remember the Blind Side on NBC. I remember the movie. Uh, I remember the show. Yeah, he was a, the black FBI agent dude. Interesting. Uh, cause like he, he I know I know his face. I don't know his yeah, name. But um, it's like Rob Brown or some shit like that. It's like you. <laughs> it was like this is the most normal name. I've but it's it's a lot of capable young black actors yeah. that could play the role of Black Panther without it missing a but beat. But then you know who I thought? I'm like, you know who can do this shit? Who? Um, Damson Idris. Oh, like, yo, Franklin could be perfect. Perfect, for this shit. perfect. Because he, because Franklin, Damson, and um, um, damn, I can't. Why my brain just far freeze? Oh boy, he's already in Black Panther, so he can't be a lead. Or Michael um, B. Jordan? No, fuck that. No. Michael B. Jordan did a horrible fucking job in Black Panther, by the way. You really feel that? I 100% feel I watched that shit again this week. This nigga can't. He, for one, I mean, we make the jokes about the nigga can't act. I watched that shit again. This nigga did a horrible fucking job. Like, all, every one of them scenes, it felt like he was reading that shit out loud. And, like, I guess. Is this your king? Like, no, even. That was a good scene. Dog. No, Watch that shit again. I just watched it this week. They replayed it on Sunday. No, I did not like this shit. Like most of it, I'm like, dog, is he reading this shit? Like I didn't, I didn't like it. I, that line that everybody loved to bury me in the water for, like I now think that, you that executed felt, that, that f- shit. No, no, that, no, that line did feel like a little contrived. Most of this, hey auntie, like I, the hey auntie, like I enjoy the fact that you said it. I did not enjoy it. You know, when I look back at Black Panther, there were a lot of just like, black shit all throughout that movie Super. like ryan coogler like did an amazing job because that movie is black as fuck it is like the jokes are black what are like, those yeah like <laughs> that whole movie like not to say that it can't be enjoyed by anybody of a different spectrum but like literally like you got to be black What's to it? understand that shit it can be enjoyed by anybody however the jo- enjoyment that we watched that shit with and how we showed up and turned out like I don't know if y'all watched the same movie as we watched. Like yeah. I'm sure y'all got entertainment value out of it but like 
You didn't have that same feeling when we when you watched it when they like, when it was challenge time and they they like, they bank head bouncing like I don't y'all didn't like that shit just made you nigga I watched that shit the other day I'm cleaning the room and shit you know what I'm saying I stood up most of the fucking movie and I'm up here smiling and cheesing like I haven't seen this shit six times when they was barking when the white man was trying to talk to <laughs> colonizer <laughs> yeah like the joy that when you get when you call the nigga just the inside jokes that yeah. they come along with that movie it's a completely black experience but they're going to recast him it's and go- as they should and it's going to be like I believe that Marvel the the MCU the Marvel Comics universe they do an incredible job of casting actors that fit the bill for who they're playing. How many Batman's has it been? They got a new It's a new one every every time they do the trilogy. It's a new, it's a new Batman. Right, it's a new one right now. Yeah, they they filming I just saw the teaser trailer for the new Batman. It's it's a new one every and it's a big deal. And it's I'm, like James Bond. If if I'm not mistaken, nigga, there are two new Batmans right now. The one that's in the movie and then the one that's going to be on Disney, I mean, that's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah. Cuz they're going to have it like nigga, it's going to be two different. Nigga, they got the damn Vampire Boy. Uh what's the nigga name from Ryan Pattinson. Uh I don't one of them niggas from the Twilight. Yeah, shows. yeah. Robert uh, Pattinson, that's yeah. his name. But like, look at it. Look at like James Bond. It changes every couple years. How many Spider Mans has it been though? Three. Like we got a, and then we got the black cartoon one. Yeah. Uh, like, fam, it just happens. Like, I can't believe y'all thinking about that at a time like this. Well, but maybe not. To, maybe not today. I'm but saying. eventually they're going to recast. Fam, that wasn't, wasn't that wasn't one of the first things you thought of. It's definitely one of the first things I thought of. Why are we acting like that's not though? Like, no, I'm just saying, like, coming up with the answer for who it is isn't going to occur today. I get it, but I saw people, you know, self righteous on like, I can't believe you are talking about this, fam. That's a very natural question. Like, when you have somebody that's attached to the role in in that manner, like Marvel movies are a commitment. Like when you play a Marvel character, you signing on for ten years, easy, unless you unless you Spider Man. Hold on, let me see this shit. Hey Siri, when did the first Iron Man movie come out? Uh, she Which thinks. one? Here are some options, movies. Iron Man came out in 2008. Robert Downey Jr. been Iron Man for damn near 20 years. <laughs> you understand? And like when you think of Tony Stark, you think of Robert Downey Jr. Plain and simple. Come on, dog. The nigga put in 12 years, dog. Um, as in one, like you know, what I'm saying. Let's just say we did find. That's out. who he is. Let's just say we did find out that Chadwick um, had uh, cancer in 2016. He wouldn't have got Black Panther. They would not have given it because oh, this is a 10 year commitment. We're not 100 percent sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No. Shout out to his friends and family who. I mean, literally, he did like four movies as Black Panther. Yeah. But yeah, they're gonna man. recast it. We will move on. We will embrace the next Black Panther. And don't 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 shit on whoever is the next Black Panther. It ain't his fault. That's an opportunity of a lifetime for somebody. So when they get in there, we are gonna show the same respect and reverence. And don't act like you don't want to see it. Don't just just don't. I ain't gonna see. Shut up. Stop playing. Go go support that shit. Like, Dr- dress up like you did for the first one. Yeah. Go see it and enjoy it. If movie theaters are safe to be open. Man, open that shit up, man. I niggas don't want niggas don't want to say, man. But go ahead and open all this shit back up, dog. Man. Like, stop playing. Like, I know y'all. Like, I, I know it's not. I don't want them kids to go back to school yet. Listen, I ain't with that shit. Everybody who fronting, not saying you. Everybody fronting like they care about these goddamn kids. 
is out and about in the real world all fucking day and go directly home to them fucking kids. Look, y'all know y'all don't care. Like, like Just I, because you over it don't mean corona is over. It ain't never going to be over. Just like the flu ain't going to never be over. It's, it's never going to not be there. Right? Like SARS, the first one, it's still out. Everyone, everyone, niggas still get the first SARS. You know what I'm saying? Like it's never going to not be there. But I don't think that y'all are being truthful and honest. I I'm I, I say it like this. Y'all are not walking the same way that y'all are talking. I see y'all talking online and, and then pe- I see you and out. People not moving the same way they moving in in September as y'all was in March when corona was first hit. I see you on my timeline in the clubs. I with be, no views was packed last week with no mask. Fam, like so when I be seeing videos, I'm like, "All right, when was this video?" Right. Sometimes you can tell, oh, everybody got masks. Nigga, y'all don't even got them bitches pulled down no more. Y'all, they just not there. Like, nigga, y'all not going to front when the camera's like, y'all don't get this bitch shut down. Like, y'all just be out. And I'm not saying it as in a bad way. You are 100% entitled to do that. But then don't act like, but I care about the kids. Nigga, you went home and kissed your baby after you down, after you did the motorboat. (laughs) Nigga, like after you drove the boat. (laughs) No, or after you motorboated the stripper's ass, <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah. Come on, man. What's you what's kiss that baby still, with glitter on your face? What's still closed right now? Uh, gyms are not open just yet. Uh, bowling alleys, movie theaters in Michigan, movie theaters in Atlanta that opened up, and they about to open up worldwide. I mean, worldwide, but they about to open up. You know, fifteen cent a movie. And, I, I'm, and I'm I can't a, wait because I'm going to rent that whole bitch out on some this week's culture yeah, shit. Yeah, we're going to pack that bitch to fuck I, out. I'd rather do the drive through right now. Niggas in restaurants. Like right now. like eat, you I eat. mean, I'm going out to eat and I had to wear my mask as soon as I got up from the table. I think in real life, nigga, we should probably always have been wearing masks just because niggas is dirty in real It's just life. the... You know, Corona just exposed what we should have been doing, sanitizing things, washing your fucking hands. And shout out to my Apple Watch. Um, You know, it got the little this iOS seven or something, whatever the fuck that shit is. It knows when you're washing your hands and it starts doing a little t- a, a, a countdown. Uh, it give you a 20 second. Oh, I got to count- update my Apple Watch. Yeah. Then. It give you a 20 second countdown. So it know like, yo, nigga, you didn't wash your hands long enough. Dog, you be surprised how long fucking 20 seconds is, dog. So when like my- you be like, shit. And if you just like stop and just try to wait, that motherfucking timer stops too. Like it knows it it, it, it takes the emotion so, in your hands and it listens like, oh, we know. So the crazy shit is when my daughter was born and Mike can attest to this because his baby was a preemie. Also, both of our daughters were in the NICU. Every time you went in the NICU, you had to scrub from your elbow down to your hands for two minutes. And it was a timer on the on the sink that let you know when you're like the the water would shut off in two minutes. And nigga, you if you if you left out of the area to use the bathroom just to take a piss when you came back two minutes and (laughs) what Bernie Mac say like, um. Niggas then got knocked. He like a heavyweight one round bout in three minutes. And niggas then got knocked out in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I mean, nigga, you would stand, but like every time I went to visit my daughter, you you just stand there and you you scrub that shit out in two minutes. Like twenty seconds is a long time, but nigga, to wash your hands two minutes every single time. 
Like, nigga, if I walk somebody out, like, when my mama came to see my baby and I had to walk her out because you could only have, like, two people back there at the same time, literally, I wasn't outside the door longer than 10, 15 seconds. Wash. Take your ass back for two minutes. Yeah. And they, they make you wash for the whole 20 seconds. It's not like, yo, you're you going to hold your head still. No. And then when it, it, it give you, you know, it should have vibrate and give you a thumbs up. And if it don't, it'll be like, they'll give you like some facts. Like, you know, yo, nasty, <laughs> yo, dumb ass didn't wash your hands and it's nasty and it's red. Like, but like, like literally, you don't, you don't think about it. You put a little soap on your hands, you let the water sh- run and you be <laughs> front back. No, I'm good. No, that's no, not it's not it long works. enough. It's not long enough. <laughs> In real life, that's, that's literally not how it works. You got to get that lather up. Nigga, you, by the time you finish lathering your shit, the soap should be damn near gone on your hands and but then when, wash that shit. But like, when you think about like how long people have literally been, been doing that like we nasty as fuck yeah we nasty as fuck we should probably always social distance and don't touch shit and like like we're mad just common sense shit like no you shouldn't be on somebody's heels at the fucking grocery store you probably should have been giving them six feet but like you know it's it's only exposed what we should have been doing it's like i always compared to before 9-11, you ain't had to take your shoes off to, to go through uh, TSA. You could walk somebody up to their gate before hey, 9-11 happened. Hey, think about this. Uh, the nigga then, first off, who the fuck thought about the condom? Like, when the niggas find out, like, yo, this shit that be coming out of us, that's the shit that make babies, yo. Like, somebody had to figure that shit out first. But, like, the first condom, niggas was like, ain't nobody wearing this shit, dog. I, I can't see niggas sliding this shit on. Now 2020 is still that way. It's like, no. <laughs> hey man, you know. But sometimes like, you get a little lazy. But like, but, but pre-condom, like when that was like a foreign concept, it was probably a different world. Well, it was a different world. Like yeah. you probably never now, regardless of what niggas say online, they make it real cool to not have safe sex, you know what I'm saying? Which is the wildest shit ever. Like niggas be bragging, like, yo. Like, I get it. It's a joke. You are literally playing Russian roulette. And this is coming from a nigga that has caught more than one STD. No, man. I can't. I can't. I can't ruin my I can't ruin my streak. I got a 38-year streak, man. You know how fucking angry I would be if I if I wait to 40 or some shit to get it? Oh, it's shit. trauma. It's 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 got its own level of trauma uh, that came along with it. Cause I was literally like one of them niggas like, no, nah, she don't look like she got nothing. It could have nice. it couldn't be me. Nigga, I can't tell you who gave me gonorrhea. Can't even can't even pin it down. <laughs> that's how much that's how much raw fucking I was doing, nigga. When I st- I stopped calling people because I was tired of getting cussed out. Like I found a service where you could just punch in a number and then send them an anonymous text message. Because mm. I was done. If you got an anonymous text message it was back me. in '09, <laughs> summer '09, it was for me. It was for me. I I was done talking about it. Yeah, man, that's wild. Uh, but it's a different world. You know what I'm saying? They expect shit to change. Uh, I, I mean, niggas got to go back to school, dog. Like, Sec, send them kids back in Jan- second semester. I'm like, not sending my babies back right now. I get now. it, but your parents go to work every day, and then they come home to the kid. I mean, I, I mean, some of y'all are still virtual, but a lot of people go to work every fucking day. You're right. And then they come home to their fucking kid. So, like, you out there in the world functioning. Just like they parents out there were like, come on, man. Like if we don't own some like on some lots like them. Eventually we're going to have to go back to it. But I think right now being at school starts back like next week. My baby's going virtual and they're going to stay at the house till I feel like it's safe. Yeah. 
plain yeah. and simple. The school had an option where you can go in or you can do virtual. Right now, I just feel like they say for virtual. I do feel <laughs> bad for my oldest son who going into 12th grade and ain't nothing like, you know, that senior year. But like my nigga, I got to keep you safe because I want you to go off to college. I want you to be a man, you know. Now, I do feel bad for like some college kids because like I got a, a young homie of mine away at Michigan State and they basically told that nigga, yeah, it's going to be virtual, my nigga. Yeah. It's going to cost you 30 Gs, but we're going to teach you over the computer. Come to campus so we can have you virtual from your <laughs> from, from your dorm instead of your mama basement. I yeah. Uh, I mean. It's hey, wild. Go ahead and start this shit back up, dog. We're never going to know if it's safe until we do it. I'm not with that school of thought. So when, so in general. Like when would you be okay to send it back? Like what 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 piece of information? Like who would the information come from that you would be like I trust? I would it? honestly be safe or feel better about sending them back if I saw the numbers progressively going down. I understand it's never just going to be like zero. The numbers are progressively going down now. Man. I need to see them go down more. Like six hundred eighty five people died yesterday. I watched in the it. country in Michigan. No. No, no, you're right. You're right. It, no. You're right. Like, it was in the country. My I, bad. I, I take that shit back. It was like, yo, at the height of this shit, it was like 6,000 beds in Michigan filled with COVID people. Like, it was like less than 500 in the entire state. I'm like, yo, that's a pretty drastic change, right? Like, It is. I mean, when I went to the hospital a few weeks ago, I went in there half hour and they was like, yeah, we about to test you for COVID right now. Because at first it was like, yo... I was like, we not going to know this shit is, is done until there's enough testing for everybody. Uh, I think it's a lot of fucking it's testing It's pretty easy to on. get tested, yeah. Like, it ain't the same narrative. It was like, yo, it a, yo, it, anybody can get tested if they want to. And if you go to most jobs, most shit, you go to barbershop. And they got like, the, when I went to the, when Tone cut my hair last week, yeah. he took my temperature as soon as I got, For first sure. of all, he offered me sanitizer as soon as I sit in the chair yep. and he took my temperature to make sure I was cool. Yeah, he took my shit twice. <laughs> he was like, you like, wait a minute, nigga, your shit got like, You a little hot. He's like, he like, he like 99. That's kind of hot. I'm like, nigga, it's like, it might be 98.6. <laughs> then he did it again. Like, all right, you good. I'm like, shit, it can't be 0.4. Over. Like, shit. Uh, Yo, I, I was talking <laughs> to a friend of mine, and she went into, she, they check her when she goes to work. And she went into the office one day, and she was like 100.3. And they was like, nah, you can't come. But she was like, well, she had just had coffee. And it had ele- walked through the fucking Yeah, and it, and it elevated her temperature. So, like, she had to stand outside for, like, 15, 20 minutes until it came down. And then I, they let her go in. how crazy that shit sound, though. Nigga, my body normally is 98.6. I was at 100, and you was like, yup, you can't come. Nigga, that's a, a, a degree and a half. Not even. No call, no show. Go home. <laughs> that shit, wow. Uh, so we got a lot of, we do have some other shit to unpack this week, because yeah. the world been uh kind of going stupid. Yeah, man, I want to talk about this uh this shit here. She fine as fuck. She, she better stop liking my pictures. Oh, I'm, about to say, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I got an alert on 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 the Twitter, and this bitch bad as hell. And don't don't start liking my pictures because I like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put Dame's it out back, there. Fellas. I like I mean, to fuck, ladies and gentlemen. Dame, Dame's back. You know what I'm saying? Um, thought you tagged me in this shit earlier this week, dog. About this 
this this this person who has um been acting like they've been black for their whole professional career. Yeah. So can can you explain what the fuck is going on? <laughs> As an author, and up until recently. You know, she was she had recently came out and, and exposed herself as not being African American, but throughout her entire professional career, at least the last twenty seven, so let's say damn near thirty years, she has, you know, been uh, portraying a black woman, and it's all like people want to be black until they really got to be black. Is always my you thought. You think process. she looks black? No, not honestly. I think it's the nose. And she like she she's very fair skinned. I mean, made with a tan. You like I if that's the height of her blackness. I don't look at this and just. I mean, she got the little coot, the little kente cloffy uh, material. <laughs> I'm uh, like, she might. You she know, got she got some big giant hoop earrings. She might, and she got a nose ring. So I mean, she might pass for like a very fair skinned black woman. Now I know a very fair skinned black woman who's extremely black, but she very very fair skinned, like. I mean, my my grandmother was light skinned with red hair, so I mean, I've seen you know, it on both ends of the spectrum. But like to me, she don't look black. You know what I'm saying? Like she don't. So what do you think black is? When you think about black, what do you think that is? You think that's a? I think it's more of an aesthetic and how you carry yourself as opposed to necessarily like your skin tone and your color. Yes, you know, if you are dark brown you know, dark skin, you look black. But I mean, I think it's beyond just your skin is, you know, how you talk, how you interact with other black people. Like we, we, we speak a different language. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we move differently. Our, our walk is different. Our swagger is different. Like you can recognize another black person to me. Like my, my Negro meter would be a little bit off if I saw her. Um, Y'all know Wesley Muhammad, right? You know yeah. who Wesley Muhammad is. I I, I respect Wesley Muhammad a lot. Um, I respect the nation and and, and those teachings. You know, what I'm saying a lot. <clears throat> I don't know if you, any of y'all are familiar with the uh, the Yakub story, um, but he did a, a web cast. It was six hours long. I watched all six hours of it. Well, five hours and 50-something minutes of it. And he broke down the whole Yakub story, not on the mythical side, but like on the scientific side. And he was going through phenotype versus genotype and recessive and dominant and like the specific um, genes that will make a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Caucasian or we or a white man and what would make the uh, a quote unquote black man. He say, yo, this is how the original people started and through boom boom boom. And he went he, through the whole genealogy of, yeah, of it basically. Six hours. You know what I'm saying? Now, so, I've, I've heard the condensed version. Yeah. Like and like the six hours, it was like, yo, we talked about the Yaku the Yaku portion, right? Uh, and this like the for lack of a better term, the mythical portion, but like, yo, let me see how this can work on a scientific level. Cause he's a smart guy. He was like, yo, when I, before I can like say, Hey, I'm down with the nation. Like you have to make this make sense because that's a stumbling block for me. If, if you say that, just look into the Yacoub story, you know what I'm saying? Jacob from the Bible. If you don't know, 
Um, so he broke it down on the scientific level and was like, yo. And, and, and hold on, before you go too far, there are no white people in the Bible. Please continue. Uh, None. Or or are they? No. And that's a that's one of those. There are absolutely no white people in the Bible. Absolutely not. You don't it, think so? Absolutely not. Where is the Bible based out of? Jerusalem. Jerusalem is on what continent? Africa. Just based on nothing more than geography. There are no blonde-haired, blue-eyed white people in Jerusalem. It just it, it just doesn't happen. There are no white people in the Bible. So I'll give y'all the I'll give y'all the a gist of it. So the 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 Yakub story is that Yakub took um two black people. He noticed that there was a dominant and a recessive gene, and he was like, I want to pull out that recessive. And through selective breeding, um, lighter with lighter, lighter with lighter, boom, 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 created white people, essentially. Like the whole myth of Yakub, if yes, that's what you can Google it under, is like white people were created and uh, and pulled out of black people, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Um, to your point, he they may not have been here, but they may have ended there. Fair enough. Via this story. I'm right. not saying that's what I believe. I'm not saying that this is true fact, but based on that information, it's very, very interesting though. Cause it wasn't just you know, they make designer babies now. Like I can you can literally have a baby with brown eyes or blue eyes and whatever. And he went on the scientific portion. It's like, well, and the probability and stuff. It was just so interesting, you know. So I I, I indulge uh, sometime last week or whatever. But when I start thinking about like what is black then, right? So black is a specific genotype, and it's a specific phenotype. And then culturally, I think when we think about black, it's also the African descendants of slaves as well, right? right. Because I follow you. Somebody from Jamaica is black, but they refer to themselves in this country as Jamaican. They don't say, yo, I'm black. They say I'm Jamaican. Same thing with like Haitian people. They yeah. are instinctively black, but they refer Dominicans, Haitians, they refer to themselves as their nationality. Yeah. I think it's like an umbrella sometimes. Like I think the term black is like it's like a it's an American term. Like if you was a, a descendant from a slave and you you lived in America with a certain phenotype, certain genotype, and you were a descendant of that, you get you the black, you the Negro, you the. Because I got a good friend of mine who's Nigerian, and he don't play like I'm black. Like no, I I Nigerian. Like yeah. that's that's what he stand on. But then we do connect our quote unquote blackness. It's also when you in this country and you viewed as something, we look at black as, you know, when the police pull us over, they view us under the same umbrella. Yeah. They're not going to say, nigga, are you from Jamaica or you from Compton? It's like you black, you black. So we have a shared experience. When them party lights on behind you, that's all they see is black skin. And I think whether this should be officially or not, like I think we have to take that whole, all three of those things in consideration because me and you may not culturally be from the same place. I may have grew up in Beverly Hills and I don't speak the same way. I don't carry myself the same way. I don't wear my shoes. I'm quote unquote proper. 
it don't make me no less black because my phenotype, my genotype, and my my descendancy is the same. But I think it's a bunch of factors that make somebody black. And I that's a long that's a long, I went through all that shit to say a long way is this white woman don't have none of them bitches. <laughs> okay? She don't got none of them, okay? And um it's not okay. She says, "I'm not a culture vulture. I'm a culture leech." And she thought that that was like a good thing. She thought that out. She practiced that in the mirror. I'm not a vulture. I'm a leech. Leeches do need blood to survive. But you're going to die if you don't act like you black? No. And I'm sure if you put under pressure or if she's under some type of duress, say, you know, she's getting arrested or 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 she needs to call into 911. I, I was a te- I am a white woman. I was attacked by a black man. Yeah. 100 percent. I'm sure she would turn on the white when it's, you know, convenient. And you can't turn off your black when it's inconvenient. She said, I should absolutely be canceled. No, no, I don't write in passive voice ever because I believe we must name power. So you should absolutely cancel me. I absolutely cancel myself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I would just like to bang the gavel on that. Let's move on. Thank you for canceling yourself. God bless. Good night. Um, It also says Jess Krug is um, unrepentant. An unreformed child of the hood. Yep. All right. Thank you. Uh, we we got we got bigger fish to fry. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so you sent me some shit else about Dr. Dre. So Dr. Dre's spouse is asking for temporary support of two million dollars per month. Mm. Two milli per month. <laughs> I, I, I think it's kind of hard for me to understand that what does this woman need where she needs a budget of two million dollars per month? I don't care how much money Dre has gotten. I don't care how this is sound. There's nothing in her life where what makes her worth two million dollars a month. Um, I want to do this quicker, but. I can't find it. Uh, she's on some good cushion alcohol. <laughs> okay. I got some damn bitches I can go. Because, like, wh- why the fuck do you... Do- Come on, stop. Let's do... Jay, two mil a month? Two mil a month, my nigga? I'm on that good cushion alcohol. She's smoking. I got some damn bitches I can go. What's happening? I don't know what I would do without y'all. I'm about to the day I found Yeah. Long as my bitches love me. Yeah. Long as my mistress love me. <laughs> Shit. You know what? I had that song programmed as my alarm, and it definitely went off one time while I was in a meeting. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I was editing a podcast uh, at work today uh, at my desk, with my laptop on the desk. And um, I had turned the volume up the wrong way, and I pressed play. And it was like, yo, mic check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> mic check, one, two, one, two. I was like, yo. And I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down. <laughs> oh, shit. Jason, is that you? Oh, uh, man. 
It wasn't. It wasn't good. She is smoking rock. She not smoking. She not smoking Kush. She's smoking rock and drinking Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. There's nothing in her life where she deserves two million dollars a month. So let me go ahead and throw this disclaimer out that I'm a black man, and women listening to the podcast, I respect you. I love you. I appreciate you. And we probably don't agree on this thing, but I'm gonna talk my shit anyway. Um, it's our show, fam. So you going into this thing? thinking that this is just a temporary until we can get a settlement you want two million a month what the fuck do you really want two million dollars i'm sorry with the prenup what are you going to get what are you really going to get did we talk about this the first time? We did. Because she wanted, we had proposed like eight, she wanted like $80 million. No, we had proposed like, yo, if they gave you $80 million, like, and people was like scoffing at it. Like, bitch, what the fuck could you possibly, your 50-year-old ass spend $80 million American dollars? What is she spending $2 million a month on? Like, like all jokes aside, you could, you can live very well. Off of less than two $2 million a month. What are you spending that money on? Where the fuck are you living? What are you driving? What are you eating? What are you wearing? Why does that shit calculate to $2 million? I don't know. Whatever state that she lives in. California. There are people who will not touch $2 million their entire fucking life. In California. And you want that shit a month. I'm talking about cumulative. Like when you add up all the money they've collected. <laughs> There are NBA players that don't make that on 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 an NBA on an NBA contract that that equates to two million dollars a month, twenty four million dollars in twelve months. No, that's that's only in America. This is some American shit that a motherfucker would think in their fucking brain, no matter what the fuck has happened, that you deserve twenty four million dollars. In a whole, uh, I, I believe you. A year moving forward, <laughs> like what is fucking this is wrong what, with you? And and this is what she's settling for now. So I figure, like, when she get to court, you know, why why ain't she gonna ask for four or five mil a month? And I'll explain why this don't make no fucking sense. Um, you did not make a beat. You did not rap a lyric. She don't know how to use that NPC. Ain't you, wrote no bars. You have not mastered an album. You have like, no, this is not one of those things where like, yo, we started this together. And because of your input, I we worked to nigga. You don't rap. We you, got married in 96. Nigga, I'm I'm, I'm already Dre. Nigga, I'm, I'm already Dre. I'm Dre two times over. I'm the N.W.A. Dre and I'm the aftermath Dre. Right. With after Tupac. Dre, matter of fact, I'm NWA Dre. I'm um I'm Death Row Dre, and now I'm Aftermath. Yeah, I'm working on Eminem Dre. I'm on Dre number three. Like there is, I don't work in the industry where it's like, yo, because we had to go to these corporate dinners and banquets, nigga. This is hip hop. We had the Sources Wars. Niggas (laughs) is shooting on stage. All I need you to do is look pretty, like literally. Not even. I just need you to look good. How many niggas knew he was married before a couple years ago? It didn't like that's this not you, a that was always a, like kind of the mystique behind rappers like you didn't know that they were in relationships or married. And it's probably better that way because if, if 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 you out here gangster <laughs> rapping, I know what your wife look like. I'm gonna pull up on her at the at the Piggly Wiggly. Nigga, I was I remember as a young man 
rapping Ice Cube's Today Was a Good Day. Nigga, I didn't know he was talking about fucking Kim. He was talking about, I got a beat from Kim and we can do it all night. I didn't know Kim was his fucking wife. Like, that just took the mystique of the song away from me. I never put that together. He was talking about it. She was in the video. His wife named Kim? Yes. She was in the video. I never put that shit together. <laughs> I was today years old. <laughs> when I know you he was talking about his wife. Shout out to, shout out to Cube. Uh, like if somebody was going was going get two million dollars a month, like I can understand the Ice Cube who been with his wife since he was like twenty or some shit. Again, she wrote no bars. <laughs> she ain't she ain't never been she ain't never been in the studio. Yes, yes, you are the mother of my children. They're grown as fuck. I'm just saying. I believe, no, I don't believe you should starve. No, I don't believe you no. should live in a shelter. You should live a luxurious life. And yes, you you need money in order to maintain. I get that. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. But it doesn't account to $2 million worth. A month? $2 million a month just to hold me over? Fuck is you buying? Like, I just don't get it. Like you cannot make a logical argument that that makes sense to you. Well, the only argument that that she'll be able to make is that she's trying to maintain the same standard of living that she has right now as a well. Where do you live at right now? Single woman. Where do you live at right now? I'm sure Dre in, got a mansion. Okay, it, well, I buy you another mansion. So uh, you think you should live in a mansion? Here goes the mansion. No, she want to live in the same quality of mansion, have the same What's quality of life. I don't, I don't know if Dre live in a mansion with a, a complete weight staff, Tim Butler's, a Nat. Like I don't, I don't know how expansive. Well, I, I get you that shit right there in Kansas City, Missouri. Send her back where she from. Is that what you saying? What I'm saying is all this shit is perceived. It's not real. It's not tangible. So if I give you 1.1 million dollars to go spend in the state of Michigan and buy a fucking house to live in luxury, then I give you $1.1 million in California to go buy a house. That was going to be two, two, di- two different, different houses. houses. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So like your perceived value of what luxury is, well, what is it? Oh, your luxury is only in Beverly Hills? Or was your luxury in Boston? She, pro- she probably or- used to shopping on Rodeo Drive, going shopping three, four times a when week. Did, when did that become a thing, though? As in like, if this relationship doesn't work out, you will always be able to eat off the benefits of the relationship, no matter what. It just it doesn't. That's that's not fair. Like it, that's not how life works. I get it. Where if you've been in a situation where when women couldn't work because it was a, a male driven and still largely part is a male driven society where the man work, women not even in a workplace, you can't get divorced and be like, oh yeah, nigga, you on your own. She don't. There's no, there's not a system in place for you to do anything that's not right it's not i I think you i think yes you should have certain 100 certain benefits and even i know regular niggas that pay spousal support there's a i don't believe that regular niggas should be paying spousal support both of us had jobs this whole fucking time why you think why should i pay you money so i got a homie of mine his wife did not work for let's say like the the 12 years they were married i think they were married somewhere between like 12 and 15 years she didn't work and when they got divorced, their youngest child had graduated high school, you know, so there weren't no no babies. There was no child support to be paid. And the judge awarded her spousal support. Now, she gets the spousal support only for five years. And then after that time, he's like, hey, you know, 
And that was only because I think the state should pay spousal support and not the individual person. Explain. Well, y'all make me go through the fucking state to to authorize the marriage. What the fuck? What's the purpose for you? So like welfare, uh, almost. I mean, welfare or or like a a form of welfare, so to speak. Well, welfare is just another government program that gives money. You know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of government programs that give money. But if y'all gonna sponsor the marriage and I got to go through the state to do it. Like, how the fuck am I responsible if this shit don't work out? Why am I responsible for this another person? It didn't work out. Like, literally, why I mean, am maybe, I... Pay- maybe that's why. maybe that's why marriage was invented. That, like, we always say, like, marriage, marriage is just a relationship on steroids. If this doesn't work, now it's inconvenient for you to break up with me. Now it's a process. If you just living with your girl and like, you know what? I ain't really with this shit, bitch. You got to go. She what? pack up her shit and she leave. And that's just the end of it. Now I pay all my bills instead of whatever she might have been contributing to. And she go on to her new apartment or her new house where she pay all the bills at and life continues to move on. Now, I'm not saying that I think that it's, it's right for you to be with somebody for 20 years. You didn't set it up where they can't work. And then y'all go y'all separate ways. And it's like, nigga, you out there on the street so bad. But like regular people, though, like I'm not talking about somebody like nigga, you make 60, 70 thousand dollars a year. And y'all live in y'all little modest place, or whatever. She didn't have to work because it just worked out that way. Like, how the fuck do you think to how you think another person supposed to pay for a whole nother lifestyle off of 70, 80? Like, it, it, it don't it's not realistic it's, it's, for it's, a regular average person. I, I'll never forget when me and my ex-wife separated. Like one of my aunts had reached out to me. She was like, you should move out the house and pay all the bills and then you get an apartment. I'm like, there's no way in fuck I can like. Like, first of all, you've never been married. Like, let's let's start there. You've never had a man in your life or been married. Secondly, there's no way in fuck I can pay all the bills at a house and then all the bills at my apartment and live comfortably. Like, it's just it just I just don't make that much money. There's not enough money to do it. So fine. I'm on spousal support and I'm 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 going to take mine, whatever they say, seventy thousand dollars a year. And I'm going to take some funds of that and I pay you spousal support. Whatever the fuck I'm paying you ain't enough for you to live off of. So we just both struggling. If the state want to sponsor fucking marriage and y'all think it's such a good fucking idea that, yo, when somebody who is married, I pay for a license to get married, right? I paid into this program. Uh, <laughs> right. So y'all think it's a great fucking idea that when two people split that you should keep that same living. Well, y'all know I file, I pay my state taxes. You know how much money we make. Well, why don't you help her keep help the other person? Because it's not even always a her. Uh, my aunt had to pay spousal support to a no good nigga who when they after they got divorced. You know what I'm saying? So it's not always a her thing. But you know what? She can apply for. There's a lot of programs for women. Well, I don't want you to have to apply for quote unquote. No, there should be a a, a, a specific Just a fund. This fund. This the divorce. When fund. marriage don't work out, this will for five years. We will give you X amount of dollars. So that you can keep up that same. It ain't enough. It ain't enough money to live off of. It's just, you know, help supplementing your income. Because the state y'all got to think this is a great fucking idea. Well, then you pay for it then. I can see the logic in that. Like I I pay tax. I pay into I pay my state taxes. I pay for a license. I had to I had to apply for a life before you would even recognize us together. We got to go to the state and they got to put their okay on it. Well, fuck it. It didn't work out. Well, why don't you pay one of us or both of us? Because matter of fact, if me and my wife don't work out, I'm used to a certain standard of living. Do you do you insert that extra amount of dollars to me? Who going to clean my room now? Not even that. Well, who's going to? 
because there's a certain thing. So when you two people inside of the household, well, maybe I do. Maybe now I do have to end up paying more money out to keep up my same level of of living. Nigga, when my ex-wife left, she did. She contributed to bills. When she left, she no longer contributed to those same bills. Nigga, the lights still got to stay on. I still got to buy groceries. So let's say you I still want to keep my cable on. So say you and the wife split the bills 70-30, right? Nigga, 30%. If your bills went up by 30%, now that's a lot. Absolutely. I'm used to pocketing that money. So when we when our relationship go our separate ways, it don't work out, I get a 30% increase in my actual bills and I got to pay you money. Well, who pay me? Come on, state of Michigan, kick in. Nah, think Comcast still paying you. No, nah. nah <laughs> Sprint fact, still paying you. I got divorced and I lost 60% of my income then. 30% that you used to kick in and then another 30% on top that of I that. That I got to kick out to you. you. So now I'm moving off of, no, nah, that don't make sense. If it Well, if it makes sense and the state want to sponsor it, then kick in the fucking money then, state. Help, help get us back both on our feet. I never thought about this. I just made this position <laughs> up, by the way. So I'm, I'm still working through it. You're freestyling. I'm it, freestyling. But, but in, 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 in a couple weeks or some shit, I'm going to come back with some foolproof shit. Watch. All I'm just saying is that there's nothing. There's, I, don't know what this, I don't know what this woman's name is. There's nothing that Dr. Dre's ex-wife or, or a strange wife does that can justify her making or her getting $2 million a fucking month. Just nothing. Jeff Bezos shouldn't have had to split his wealth with his fucking wife 50-50. There's nothing she deserved <laughs> to get that many billions of dollars. Now, allegedly, I think she helped him start Amazon, though. Come on. All right. And I think, no, I think, like, she, like, like a lawyer or something. Like, I think they actually was, like, working this shit together for real, for real. Uh, but since he since he split halvesies, he's the richest nigga in the world. So And she's the richest woman in the she's world. She's number two. Uh, <laughs> She even gave a lot of fucking money away and she's still number two, by the way. Uh, but listen, let's just be real. Some of y'all are fucking crazy. And we got un- undisputed and verifiable proof that you motherfuckers is crazy. Come on, let's let's go into the, this next thing. Shout out to the homie Zoe Kelly. Uh, Shout out to Zoe, the 25-day aficionado. Uh, I was going to have him come on this week, man, to talk about this shit, but... Uh, and his and and his partner Brittany, they they got a dope ass podcast out of where Shop Talk Podcast. Facts. Uh, so listen, he had posted this on Facebook. And I'm gonna read this shit. So say, so peep this. This little chick put up a post 25 minutes ago saying how she wanted somebody to go to Ruth Chris with her. So instantly, my panhandler detector went haywire. <laughs> so I figured I'd entertain it for the moment. So I commented on her post that I go if she was buying. Of course, she gave me one of those crazy emojis when I put that comment on her post. So then the conversation carried over to the DMs. So I figured I'd troll her a little bit more to see if she would fulfill my panhandling survey. <laughs> Needless to say, she blocked me. So we look at this little DM conversation. She got the little rolling eye emoji. You're like, what I do now? Sheesh. Nothing. Are we going? Yeah, I'll be down to see what all the hype's about, I guess. Uh, it's a group of people going? Yeah, just me and my two girls. Sounds litty. So she like, so you driving and paying, right? Paying? Ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for so. So what you going for? So I can eat. 
okay, well, you ain't got to go with us. Like he laughed my ass off. So I can't go if I ain't paying for you. Nigga, no. What the fuck? I said a date. No, but you, the one who asked, that means you should be paying, right? Nigga, I made a status and you commented. Sure did. Cause I want to go eat. So Dame, I always was taught that the person who offers to go out to eat is the person who pays. That's the same thing I've been, I've been taught. Now I've dealt with this on two levels. Now I went out with a young lady. She called me up. She said, she, she called me up on a Sunday afternoon. Hey, you got your kids? I'm like, nah, I'm kid free till you know, such and such time. Let's hit breakfast. Okay. We go out, we have breakfast at toast. Now I had paid for all of our dates prior to that. So just in my mind, you know, I was expecting, you know, just to pay. Facts. I pulled out my wallet. She was like, hold on, Playboy. I asked you out to breakfast. I hear that all the time. And she threw that card down and she paid for breakfast. And the nigga and me rightfully enjoyed breakfast and I was ready to put out. Now, <laughs> I also went on a date with a young lady once and she invited me. She said, you know what, Damon? I've been trying to run into you. I want to see you. How about we go out to dinner? She invited me out to dinner. Yeah. In in my mind. So we go out to dinner, you know, we having a good time. When the check come, you know, she act she she thumb fucking her phone. She act like she don't see it. So I just sit there for a few more minutes. You know, she's still playing, you know, coy. You know how the wait the yeah. waiter come back, hey, you you all need anything? Yeah, yeah, I th- I think we're all right. So I just pulled out my car and I was so I see what's going on yeah. here because you 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 ain't even though you invited me. This is a restaurant that you wanted to go to. You know, you told me to meet you here because I was out doing something else. But, you know, I, I kind of got stuck with the bill. But needless to say, I went ahead and paid for the date. And uh, that was the last date that we went on because I really wasn't, you know, that so, interested to begin with. So I keep it 100. So, like, when these type of situations go out, not I'm not answering nobody um, on the Internet talking about let's go. No, fuck that. Uh, but if somebody like, hey, what's up, what you got? Uh, such as grab something to eat. I'm probably going to pay for the date. Even when they try to pay, I'm going to pay. It's very rare that I let a, a woman pay. But, I, I you know, one, I ain't no shame in the shit. I have. One, I'm not going out to eat with you if I don't like you. Um, and, and that's just if, that's just yeah. you know what I'm saying like I'm not not on like on some romantic shit you know what I'm saying but like if you like one of the homies if I just shit, don't enjoy your company I'm not yeah. I'm not even wasting my um, time one I don't even I'm not gonna go there uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm not going out with you to go eat dinner and all other shit if I don't like you I don't mind paying for you cool cool Fair cool, enough. cool but like this type of panhandling shit like this so what you basically said was because we always hear that you you not a real nigga if your girl your girl and her girls is on a dinner and you don't pay for everybody. I, I see myself paying for four people when uh, I when I read this equation. She so, said her and two of her girls, so that's three plus me, and we go on the roof. Chris, y'all trying to run up a, y'all trying to run up the bag on a nigga. What kind of to use though, What kind of panhandling shit is this? This the two million dollars a month motherfucker right here. Like like for, first of all, this is a, probably a chick that can't afford to take herself out to roof, Chris. That part. Like, she can't afford to take herself out, order a twelve a twelve ounce fillet, some some cream spinach, and a baked potato. When this young lady uh, say it was a bitch, date, bitch, who want to go to roof kiss Chris with me? All right, I go. 
I mean, you said with, not like who wants to come take me. Oh, she said you driving and paying, right? Oh, bitch, I'm Uber Eats. <laughs> what? So I'm supposed to come pick you up, you and and, and go to Ruth Chris with two you and two, two of your, your girls. girls and pay for everything. Fuck is wrong. What? And he know and you know they're gonna run it up. Oh, I want I want 1942. You know when uh, a thing that I ask people like. You know what do you drink? Oh, I, I only drink. Uh, I only drink uh, 1942. No, 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 no. Not when somebody else is paying. What the fuck do you drink when you got to pull out your own goddamn wallet? Pinnacle. When I ask somebody what they drink, I be trying to think about what, not the brand of liquor, what type of liquor. You know what I'm saying? Some people drink tequila. I'm a cognac person. Oh, I like brandy. No, like people. I like whiskey. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm a before this my Bourbon. whole. My whole situation, I'm a whiskey drinker. You know what I'm saying? Bourbon. Okay, what kind of- Yeah, they, they cousins. And then I'm like, yo, what kind of bourbon? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I like such- a, Like, no, that's not- we. <laughs> that's not what I'm asking you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to know what, what what you drink. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause so you know they're going to the, they gonna run up the bill. I like craft bars. So, like, if you like tequila, we might go- But just, just if I'm out with a young lady just in particular, it's nothing for her to order two drinks. Like, that's just on the- that's really on the low end. That little white and blue bottle that y'all motherfuckers keep uh, taking all the pictures and shit. I read an article about the nigga who um who made that that uh, tequila brand. Yeah, and he said that shit was ass, and it was just a bad, crappy um, tequila. So then he went to school for for marketing, got a master's, um, changed the bottle design, and upped the price by three hundred fifty percent. Not everybody running around and talking about how this sh- how great this shit is. The nigga who made it know his ass. Nigga, I drink, but some, you gonna, I, I drink some ice cold habaneros or eighteen hundred right now. Niggas will tell you, nigga, this shit. Th-. No, fam, we seen that shit this year, and co- as soon as COVID hit, that was in a bunch of pictures, and now that's the shit. And your palate is not that. Meek Mill said nineteen forty two, and now niggas is nineteen forty two. Your palate isn't is isn't that up to par. Uh, shout out to the homie um, uh, Ant from um, What the Fuck Did I Miss podcast and um, All Bullshit Considered. He uh, he bring in like a different type of tequila like every fucking every fucking week, right? That's what's up. That's how I found that. Um, that one that you like, that that one that was smooth as fuck. Yeah, I love that shit. But he bring in another one like every fucking week. You know how niggas got rapper weed? Yeah. I say this nigga got rapper tequila. He got okay. a, some kind of different exotic tequila. And the Jordan... Kids got some tequila. That shit fire. Okay. That shit, it ain't cheap, but that shit is good and it's smooth. They got two different versions of shit. But that's this, that's that, this type of, that's this who this is. She so can't, you, she you can't afford here, to take herself to Roof Chris. You on the internet asking strangers to come take you and your friends out to eat and pay the bill. I, I want to believe that maybe she does not even have a car. Why the fuck am I, why are you letting niggas come to your house and pick you up? Between you and your three girls, I like to believe that you don't have a car. She probably staying with somebody. Bitch, it's COVID. You trying to go to Roof Chris with strangers. Yeah. Like, relax. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, But wait. There's more. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find this one, dog. All right. So, this is not an isolated situation, by the way. Now, you sent me this shit, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, about the $1,000 date. This shit says, I feel like men should spend $1,000 minimum on the first date. 
shrug emoji. Let's argue. If you can't afford to spend $1,000 on the first date with her, you don't have no business dating. Go pick up a second job, brokey. Any real nigga cash apps her money for an outfit to wear on the first date because he don't want her wearing some shit other niggas seen already. Send her an Uber SUV to pick her up for dinner. Order appetizers, entree, round of shots in between drinks. What? Round of shots in between drinks. So she wants you to basically order a bottle also. After that, you should always head to a lounge to catch a vibe. Go get a... (laughs) Uh, go to get a bottle and a section. Then afterwards, Uber SUV her home and give her some extra cash to keep in her purse just in case of emergencies. If not, you just come broke nigga who want to chill. Stop wasting her time. Shrug emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. The bitch that wrote this probably wished Beyonce happy birthday today. She listens to City Girls. <laughs> is that birthday today? Yes, today is Beyonce's birthday. I didn't see one post about Beyonce's birthday saw, today. I saw a lot of Beyonce posts today wishing her happy birthday. And let me just break most of your hearts. Beyonce don't know you and she don't give a fuck. She's not going to reply back to you either. And guess what? Guess what time it is? Beyonce joke time. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce makes music for women under 30 who wear wigs. <laughs> Beyonce makes music for women that think they're too good for City Girls. Beyonce makes music for women that sing WAP in the car, but praises what I do at work. (laughs) And the last one, Beyonce makes music for women who cook the eggs first. (laughs) (laughs) I got a phone full of Beyonce jokes. That was that was perfect timing, (laughs) by the way. That was like perfect comedic timing, by the way. Um, Hey, listen, dog. At first it was two hundred dollars. Bitch, you went a thousand. You coming to $1,000. There is no way in fuck I'm spending $1,000 on a first date. Because number one, bitch, you a stranger. stranger. You are a stranger. stranger. How do f- I don't know your cash app. <laughs> now, I've, I'll have i be honest. I've dated women on first dates that like I kind of like we had a rapport previously. Yeah. And then I kind of, you know, I shook off like the, you know, the jitters. And I was like, hey, you want to go out? And you know the connection was made so like they're not necessarily strangers yeah and you know i say this you know very flamboyantly like i don't i don't mind paying for a decent date i understand it is what it is whatever happens it happens you can you can easily i'm i'm not like big on like oh the 200 you can easily spend 200 dollars on on a first date like dinner appetizers entree a few drinks you know the gas i put in my truck like I'm a haircut, you know, my outfit, like you, you easily, even if, outfit or well, maybe like, you don't, but, but like just, just on dinner alone, for sure. you go to a decent restaurant. She ordered two drinks. I ordered two drinks, you know, like I said, appetizer, entree, maybe we share dessert. Like we easily at 150, 200, you know, just going to fucking say we go to just to, to Black Rock. We ain't even hit Eddie V's or or you know some some high end like we just doing we just doing the regular. Did this fool be anyway? Uh, roof. I've been in roof, Chris. It was overrated. Some of these high end places are overrated. One of my favorites is Eddie V's. I think the food there is superb I, I and is and is worth the cost. I didn't. I don't. I don't think that the food at Roof Chris was like nasty or anything like that. It wasn't starters. It wasn't. The, it wasn't worth the two fifty two I spent. Like yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. 
But you I, know what? I've had better food at J. Alexander's. It was just my favorite restaurant. Like, but, I, thought but the, it, I literally think the food Nigga, you could better. easily spend $200 at J. Alexander's. Like, easily. I'd, I'd, if I, I would have a great fucking time in jail off the 200 boy. <laughs> and be full and happy. And <laughs> like, we. I would rather go to JL's because I, I, I really do think. I enjoy the food better. I want a steak Maui. I want some carrot cake at the end, and I want some spinach dip somewhere in between there. I think it was the mac and cheese they brought out at Roof Chris that looked amazing that didn't taste like it looked. Okay. Like, this shit looked better than it tastes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't mean it was nasty or it wasn't like... The presentation was better than what yeah. it really was. Like, it wasn't like... This was... I, it, it wasn't as... well. It just wasn't whatever. It was all right. It wasn't bad at all, but it was like... Yo, this what y'all be hype like? It's, yeah. it's it's decent food. It's it's decent food. But I've like, I've gone to hood, it ain't Baker Square. But I, but I've gone to <laughs> but, like nigga. I've gotten an amazing steak at Capers, and it was, didn't wasn't amazing. I've gotten a good steak. All right, I'm on. <laughs> let me. Right, it was, I've gotten a really fucking good <laughs> steak at Capers and was satisfied with my with getting a steak. A load of baked potato on a shady lady. I was satisfied. But like, the, I mean, the ambiance and the whole night. Like that's that, what you're paying for. That, you're that, paying for the experience. Yeah. Like the level of service is is top tier. The experience that you're getting. Mm-hmm. This, you know, it's a five star restaurant. But I tell you what, dog. I've definitely been on dates with women who, uh, well, we had such a good time at the table and, and talking and laughing that. I didn't notice nothing else. It was like you might as well have been sitting in an empty room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I guess that's good. It, your your it, company is what makes it amazing for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've, you know, I've l- damn near lusted after women. And when I sit across the table from, it'd be like, my nigga, we are never doing this again. And then there's been some women I've, I've gone on dates with thinking like, eh, you know, I ain't doing shit. She cool. She look good. Let, let's just see what it turned into. Be and it's great. been an, an amazing experience. Yeah, man. Um, send you an Uber SUV. Why? Why? Bitch, it's your turn. You if we if I'm not picking you up, it's a first date, so I may not want to come to your house. I don't. You know, what you I'm may saying? not feel comfortable yeah. with me coming to your house. But you will have to get to the restaurant on your own. <laughs> like, am I responsible for getting you there? No, I had a. I had or a am, chi- I tri- am, am I brokey? No, you, it's just it's just common. I had a chick tell me one time that I needed to pay for her babysitter in order to take her out, and I was just like, "No, thank you," because that's 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 your cost of doing business. I also think that you may be poor, and I don't want to deal with. I don't. I don't want to date down. For real, you you can't afford a babysitter. For real, <laughs> I don't like want- in real like you you can't aff- or you just think. In general, you got you got some kind of weird stance where it's like you must do because now that's a that's a whole philosophical expectation. Like either way, it's something I don't want to deal with because I, I at this even know about your babysitting issues before we ever went on a first date. Look, I'm just saying at this stage in my life, there are certain non-negotiables that I'm not dealing with, and I'm not dealing with no broke ass woman. You know, call me stuck up, snooty, whatever. But like that's just something I don't want to deal with. I, I just don't because you got a whole list of you got a whole different set of issues that you're dealing with before we even make it to the date. And I understand people going through yeah, going sure. through what they do. I've had times in my life where I was broke as fuck and I ain't had no business dating. You mm. know what? Because I needed to hunker down, focus and get my shit. Together. Does it cost money to date? It does. What I'm saying Well, should it? I think so, because. My father always gave me a piece of advice. Every woman is a bill. Every woman is an expense. 
you find the price point that you're comfortable with paying and you stay in that price range. Oh, but that's wild though, right? But it's it's facts though. Is it? It costs in order to court a woman properly, it's going to cost you a, a few dollars. What's properly? Not chilling in a house, but like really getting to know her. Dates cost. It concerts, experiences, doing with strangers. Cause like so 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 let's just say I'm not saying that every date needs to be two hundred dollars. Maybe maybe we just go out to breakfast. Maybe we spend the afternoon at the DIA. I'm I'm asking the question like so what if it's not a stranger and this is a friend of yours, but then y'all kind of start dating, and y'all 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 done been to each other house whole nine y'all like does it cost money to like yo what I don't got no money so this person I've known for the last ten years of my life I shouldn't try to date her or like yo you always at my house. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, does it because I guess the, the 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 portion or the point of dating is to find somebody you comfortable with and that you like and want to be with. Right. Yeah. It ain't necessarily. I don't think the activity that you do or the money you spend, everything like that. It should be about like because I look at it like this. If it costs me two hundred dollars every time I want to see you, well, it's just easier for me to eliminate you out of the equation. Or if it costs me two hundred dollars to, to, to see you the first time. Like, why is there a barrier of it? Why is there a cost of doing business just when I'm trying to meet you? Yeah. Now, that don't mean that I'm we not. I'm, the expectation has been set that, yo, in order for you to meet a person, you have to pay money to meet them. And you have to go to some place that y'all never been. You have, you have to create a scenario that neither one of y'all have been before and then say, yo, let's go have a regular normal conversation. Like, it don't even make sense in real life. It doesn't. <laughs> like, it should be more, I don't know, I, more I, casual? I don't know, man. You know, I just, it, for me, it depends on it depends on the woman. I just believe in putting my best foot forward, especially if it's somebody I'm interested in. You know, I, <laughs> I look back on, you know, somebody that I dated. You know, I, thought, I just thought she was gorgeous. I just, I, I was enamored by her. I had never seen... You know, a woman that I just thought was as beautiful in my life and I just wanted to get to know her. Yeah. And I was, you know, willing to, you know, go above and beyond. But literally one of the best dates that me and this young lady had, like, you know, we went we met up for lunch and I was like, look, what you we met up for lunch at like Honest John's, you know, got some wings got something to drink and I was like look what you got up for the rest of the day and she was like shit my day free I was like look you just want to hang out at the DIA literally I spent $40 at Honest John's for some wings some fries and a round of drinks we spent the rest of the day walking around the DIA talking holding hands just getting to know one another and had and like literally we spent the entire day together had an amazing date and like that's when I really felt like, you know, I got to, even her guard kind of came down and I felt like, yo, I really got to know her yeah. and I saw how much of an amazing person that it that she was. And then like from then on, you know, our dates were just a little bit more casual because like, you know, the heirs that the representative of yourself is is who you typically come to the date yeah. with. The representative was gone. I saw who she really was, not her social media personality. Yeah, yeah. I saw her for this is such and such, and she's just a cool, really down ass chick. And I just enjoyed her for what it was. Like I, that's 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 excellent. You know what I'm saying? That's perfect and that's ideal. And I understand um, 
like wanting to put your best foot forward, you know, dress up, look nice, the whole nine yards of presentation. Um, but I also enjoy real, like to a certain extent, I don't want to meet your representative. Like I rather know. What don't I'm, introduce me to something that you can't maintain. Yeah. Now that, that doesn't mean that like, I don't want you to look good. Cause like, I like going out on dates when you, you know, you dressed up the whole Absolutely. I love seeing a woman, you know, dolled yeah, up her heels, sure. her makeup, her hair done. Like she looking or like, like you amazing. So, you so enamored with her beauty that you want to look better for her. So she likes you even, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I get that. But like on some level, like I'd rather have you, you know what I'm saying? I don't want the, the fake made up version of you. Cause now you're going to think that you have to keep this up. And I don't know how many times we got to tell y'all, like, we don't even care about that shit. Eventually, I want to see you with your hair tied back, you with, you know, a, a, a laid back version of you. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It go, I, I go back and forth, but it really depends on a person and the vibe. And I don't like this forced manufacture shit that we have to go through in 2020 day. And this shit just be whack to me, dog. Meet somebody you like, <laughs> go out and have, like, first of all, don't go out with people that you don't like. Because this $1,000 date shit sounds like, to me, a chick going out What's looking NBA for a, a come up. It sounds like some NBA players. She and, looking for a come up. And I guess if you're not in the, if you're not a multi-million, first off, give a fuck how much money I, I, I got in my bank account. I'm not being, I, I'm not off rip spending $1,000 on you just because you're going to look at me like a brokey if I don't. You can get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I don't give one fuck what you think about me, ma'am. Not one. Not at all. Because <laughs> this may sound crash. You ain't the only one standing in line for Space Mountain. <laughs> if you're not trying to be on my dick, bitch, you holding up the line. You are, you are holding up the line. Because, look, I may not be the best candidate, but, like, I know I'm engaging. Somebody finds me handsome. And, you know, if you spend some time with me, you might find something that you like. Uh, how did uh, most de- most dev said it? I ain't saying I'm the man, but until he get here, I'm sitting in his chair. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you feel me? I'm sitting in his goddamn chair. Um, like I'm not, I'm not like slow for dates on a Saturday night. Like if I want to make something happen, I can figure it the fuck out. So if it ain't you, it'll just be somebody else. And I'm sorry this didn't work. Have a nice night, and I'm sure. You'll find your thousand dollar date nigga somewhere in the in the agenda. Yeah. Uh like I really want to just be kick it, chill, be cool. And then like when I like you and like we know that we like each other, I wanna go experience I like going out to eat and shit. I wanna experience different restaurants like with you, not That's a huge thing for me. I like new restaurants. I like trying new things. You know, I got a pretty diverse palate and I, I want to try new shit. Yeah, but I don't want I don't I don't want this to be the flex to get you like once we got I want to go stuff together, so to speak. Not like, yo. And shout out to my nigga Zoe who got the twenty five dollar date down packed. We and it sound cra- it sound crazy. But when he break it down and explain it, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, uh, we bring Zoe on. He'll break that shit down. Yeah, he's a, for sure. He's a definitely entertaining character. Well, entertaining person. Character sounds different. Yeah, yeah. So um, good people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's that's what I got, man. As far as the the major content this you week, you got a whose man's is this for this week? Oh, uh, I definitely got whose man's is this? Yeah. Um, I got a couple ways to go with this one. Okay. Um, 
It was two different people who got. Let me see if I can go to this other one. I know. I think I know who's gonna win, but all right. Look. Um. On what's today? The fourth. Yeah. Two days ago, um, a nigga was running from the police. Um, he was on like a little moped, a little scooter, or some shit. And uh, this nigga decided he was gonna elude the police by jumping in the fucking river. Okay. He couldn't swim. Oh. <laughs> this motherfucker couldn't swim. So the police officer had to save his life. Had to jump in the fucking water and save. This is local, like here in Michigan. Oh my god! Like the nigga was running from the cops. Like fuck it, they got me. Let me hop over this little island thing and jump in the fucking river. This nigga got in that bitch and started get the drowning. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking police officer. My nigga, you did not think this shit through. This nigga had to hop in the fucking river and save this nigga from drowning. Dog. So after he saved your life, take he put you in the custody. Like, no, whose man is this, dog? Like, you like, fuck it. I'm not, you gonna die, nigga? I guess he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna risk it all. I'm what gonna, did you have in the car, bro? Nigga, like, this ain't Shawshank Redemption, like, <laughs> What did you have in the car? This nigga was on a moped. What did you have? What did you have on your person <laughs> where you just couldn't pull the fuck off? This nigga not a motorcycle. Nigga had on a moped. You remember when mopeds was the shit? I always used to want a moped. I wanted one too. I still want. I want an adult version of one. So you know what I want? One of the mini bikes, as loud as fuck. That's what I want. No, them bitches. They like four. They like four fifty. I want one. Them bitches irritating as fuck, dog. And especially with like when I see a group of little niggas on one, it make me want one even more. Them bitches loud as hell with that damn lawnmower engine on it. Man, it was something else wild, man. If I find it before uh, we wrap this shit up, I'll I do it. But it was something else wild. I was like, yo, only, only, and it was some local shit. Like, only in Detroit, dog. Like, only in Detroit. Uh, I got an idea of what your music pick going to be, but what what is your music pick? Uh, you know week? what my music pick of the week is. Big Sean, Detroit 2. Uh, I feel like Sean gave us. Is a there a particular song on that? album that's the music pick or is the whole album you know what there is a particular song on there that is my personal favorite body language <laughs> with Janae Iko and Ty Dolla Sign where Big Sean flipped that soulful moaning sample <laughs> and I mean if you're not from Detroit you don't understand shout out to Cheyenne Motor City Oprah who champions that song every time she gets an opportunity but like if you're not from Detroit you don't understand how big soulful moaning was to the radio station. This is a local hit. Facts. It's a hit. It's a hit. I mean, when so Soulful much. Moaning come on in the club. Pete they, re- redid Soulful Moaning. Really? It's on the Detroit News soundtrack. Uh, the link's in the bio. You listen to that shit. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah. And I had a Detroit News album. I remember when it got stole out my car, though. But it's yeah. on Spotify and all the streaming services now. So. That's what's up. But yeah, uh, my song is Body Language. That that shit do something. Him and Janae Iko, they work together. That 2088 combination, it just works. I got st- I like Sean. I like Big Sean. I like Big Sean a lot. I'm a fan. And um, I feel bad uh, the way I be looking at Janae Aiko lately. Uh, I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop. But it's something about, I don't. You I don't, lusting after that man's woman? 
and I feel bad for doing it. You, you don't know. know. You don't know Sean personally. Um, I feel bad for doing it. It'd be different if like that was one of the homies and you was like, oh. Uh, I feel bad. But like niggas who listen to this pod who don't know me, if I ever found out that you was lusting after one of my whole, I mean one of my <laughs> <laughs> one of my uh my lady friends, uh somebody hit me up one time. He was like, You think Jay would feel a way? I never told you this. But like you may have actually the young lady that you used to live with. You yeah, like you think you think, think, you you think Jay feel a way if I tried to holler? I said, yeah, uh, yeah, nigga. Like let it go, <laughs> let it fucking go. Because even if they not together, she just off limits. Listen, she just off limits. Everybody, I'm not with. I'm still with. Okay, <laughs> you take that how you want it. Everybody, that I'm not with. I'm still with. So it's just it's just some boundaries. Like look, if you got a. If we got, if I got a baby with this woman, we live together. If I was married to her, if my kids ever referred to you as uncle, nigga, she off limits. Find another one, and I don't care if we not together. I forget who said this shit, but I was like, I can respect. They said if I ever shake that man's hand, I don't ever want to try to go after anything he been with. I just looked that man in his, in his eyes and shook that man's hand. We got a mutual homie of ours, me and you. That tried to holler at my ex-wife after after we separated. And I had to go, I went to go see that nigga personally. Like, look, I don't know what the fuck you think it is, but it's the mother of my kids. And like, nigga, me and you go back 10, 12 years. You notice my ex-wife. You notice my baby mother. Like, it, it's not going down. It's not going down. Believe it or not, that happened with two of my exes, with, with people are, it was weird. It was weird. Not to and not to say I own not like not I don't like, own everything I used to talk to, but like when it comes to certain relationships, yeah. nah, you just not. Yeah. You just not. And when it comes to like <laughs> I had an incident where with my homeboy his first, like his his high school crush, the you know, the one he lost his virginity to when we got grown, she seen me out in the streets and she approached me. And I thought about it for a second, and I bounced it off his cousin. Like you think you also had a threesome with one of your friends' baby mama. I did. So I did. I did. All this, all this righteous shit about the thought to fucking with. I did. I, I, I def with both his baby mothers. Oh yeah, I think I, it was I knew it was bo- a, it was both of. Them. Yeah, I knew it was a special was twist to that them. one. So uh, I don't know, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> all this shit you're saying right it's now a, sounds good. <laughs> and I run into them so often. Like I run into all three of them so often. It's so uncomfortable. I would uh, I would probably um. One of my homeboys kill somebody who cut one of my homeboys who was like a brother to me, a brother. Me and his cousin had a uh, you know, some some soulful moaning. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute! Oh, his cousin. <laughs> yeah, like okay. his female cousin. All right, all right. And he right. does not know about it, and I it just you know she be at all the family functions, and she kind of like a free spirit, and yeah. I just be like, man. Like I just don't tell. I just don't want my boy. Like I just don't want him to find. I just don't want to have that conversation yeah. because it's all good. Like when I'm your homie, but like when you find out, like I'm I'm fucking your sister, then yeah. then you feel a little bit of a way about me. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I had one of the homies, like his older sister, hollered at me, and I and I reached out to him because like she was she's older than us. She was attractive, and she was always Pim, older than us. Pim, grow- you, you can't. You can't put off limits on your older siblings it's only work it only work for younger siblings well look she she was probably about five six years older than she's grown Nigga, she, she, she slid in my dms and i was like oh 
I, I mean, I I can I, I can, can work with this. I can. So I I just hollered at him like I just gave him the heads up. I was like, look, your sister hollered at me like I just want to. You know, is you cool with it? And I saw the uncomfortableness in my, because like I said, it's all good. Like, it's cool me being Dame going wild and being your homeboy. But then like, nigga, if you, you go over your sister house and you see my car been parked over there since last night. Now you feeling a different way about me. Yeah. I had a, I had a similar well I had a situation where I thought it was going to be a situation like that. It didn't turn out to be one though. Um. Yeah, man, I, I I had to let that thing go because yeah. uh, you know, you know, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. but you know, I've done enough. Fact, <laughs> I've done enough. But yeah, that's my music pick of the week. Body language on the Shout Detroit out Two to, album. Uh, Detroit Cipher. Yeah, we got to talk about that a little. The Friday bit. Night Cipher. Yeah, I said Detroit Cipher. Uh, Friday Night Cipher. If you're from the city, you know what that means. Hot 107.5, formerly 105.9. Uh-huh. You can go up to the radio station on Friday nights, and you know you have to battle your way out the lobby. But if you made it out the lobby, you made it on air, and that's kind of where Big Sean was discovered. Yeah, and he had a whole bunch of more people on that song, but it, it, the song's already almost ten, 10 minutes, minutes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, I enjoyed virtually every verse virtually every verse um payroll thought, got my favorite verse payroll boldy and royce uh i, I thought for one oh and cast off i like all them verses yeah you know what i'm saying t came out there set the set the mood like everybody delivered they did uh shit draco had a cold a cold verse i love draco and just, Bino. you yeah. know what i'm saying like that shit oh the other nigga was Bino. yeah now it makes perfect sense. Because I was like, it was only one voice that I didn't instantly, that sounded familiar, but I didn't instantly know. Now it makes perfect sense. Okay. Um, I wasn't a fan of Inverse. Um, does it, and this is no shade. I put it on Twitter. Like, does an Eminem verse have the same impact in 2020 as it no, once did? It does not. Uh, well, It used to be like well, an well, event. Well, let me rephrase that. It has a giant impact because M has a built-in fan base who's going to listen to anything with his name on it. Right. So it does have an impact. And, and, you, he, and, you, and you can't you can't erase what Eminem did for hip hop in yeah. Detroit. So if you have Eminem on a song, that song is getting streamed the fuck out of here. And with a lot of those artists on in the, on this song, um, I don't know how other people out of the city gonna listen to the song, but when I hear it, I know all these people's voices. I know their cadence. I know their flows, and it sounds normal to me yeah but we have sections of detroit have a certain sound you know what i'm saying absolutely and i'm happy that eminem just, is on just that mcs from the city have a different sound i'm happy that eminem is on that song because there he has a worldwide fan base which is going to listen to any song that he's on and since he's on the last verse of it you had to listen to all these mcs and see their names that you would normally never see or never hear you know what I'm saying? Because it there there are different peaks and levels and points in their career. Yeah. Payroll, while he may be big in the streets, and to me, he's one of my favorite MCs. When you stack him up, say against a Royce Five Nine or a Boldy, you know he may not have the same reverence to to somebody that's outside of Detroit. Who needs to produce payroll? Because niggas be talking about Nas and like if someone produced payroll correctly, oh, you would get. That's when that's when payroll will go take to off. that next. Because I, who don't like payroll? You you feel me? But like, I don't like all his production. No, you know I just want. I know this is so far fetched, but I wish like somebody like Dre 
could just lock in with Dre. Yes. No. Absolutely. Doctor Dre. Yes. What What's a recent Doctor Dre beat you like? A recent Doctor Dre. I, yeah. I have to think about. Well, give me a Doctor Dre. Beat I had to think like. about the California soundtrack. Uh, all on me is my shit, and it all falls back. I think Dre Taylor Kendrick's. Kendrick's first album. Dre did one beat on that album. But you know, he curates. You know, he's more of a like a Quincy Jones no, type of figure. Dre did not on that album. I don't know who could lock in with Kendrick regular team, Ali, who did all the mix and match, like they curated that shit. That was not Dre. Dre did that the song on the bonus <laughs> CD. I don't know who could lock in with with payroll and just give us an incredible project. Because I think if someone produced payroll, he got the content, right? Bless. Thank you. I, saw I think it was <laughs> But he got the content, but like for me, sometimes the production and the flow can get melodic a little bit. Um, but I think with the right production, like everybody will see what we all see in payroll. Like for an example, the the, the project he did with um what's the nigga who do doing the Wiz product? The product uh I got it on here too. Hold on. Um Cause that shit was good. That shit, Cardo, Cardo. Yeah, the like, project he did with Cardo was good. The project he did with Helliva wasn't bad. The Payface. I love this the single on that shit. I, I I didn't I it so it be like two different levels when I'm listening to Detroit music. I want him to rap over our industry sound. Okay, fair enough. You know what I'm saying? And cause I want that the the people who only listen to that industry sound to have the same respect and reverence for him that us in the city do because we have our own like there's a certain sound in the city we'll listen to that shit like nigga this shit fire this boom boom but the untrained ear so to speak the ear outside of the yeah. mitten doesn't have the same type yeah. of so like as far as industry standard production and levels and everything like that that shit Ricardo that was a really good project yeah. you know what I'm saying because that you know what I'm saying I want him to do that and he would have I just the don't same. know I just don't know what one producer I mean Hit Boy has been on a tear lately I feel like maybe Hit Boy could tailor some shit yeah. just or somebody or somebody EP the project and maybe don't you know what I'm saying and and put him in front of I the mean, right Alchemist people. gave Boldy a whole nother sound like I just I just don't know who that one producer is but when I hear 41 <laughs> like I know payroll finna take off Cash Dow did her thing on there, dog. Cash Dow is getting so she, um, she's such a good. Sada MC. did too, man. But Sada, uh, I don't know. He Sada has a, a very specific type of music that he he raps on. Yeah, and it sound like a Sada beat. This beat was it wasn't tailor made for him. I don't know that all of them rap to the same beat. Well, think, they didn't. The beat changed up. Yeah, a few I different think they times. Rap, everybody rapped to a certain beat. And then they switched it afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that does have an impact. But when you listen to, because at first when it dropped, they didn't have the lyrics on there. But then they put the lyrics on there. Like Sada rapped that shit, but like he's so energetic, like he get like he, he got his own groove. He, he take got a his minute own to like to to get in the groove. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 happy that that was on there because Sada is on the radio every time I get in a fucking car. Like literally, he got a song on the radio every time I get in a fucking car. He's a Detroit. He's a superstar. But I want to know if. That is everywhere, or is that in Detroit? Because I, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know because we here, we yeah. here, and like there would be no reason to pay for promotion and marketing here when you already a staple. So I'm like, yo, is Clear Channel or Radio One or whatever the fuck, uh, what the iHeart is this shit everywhere? 
I'd be yeah. seeing them on national interviews and shit like that. I'd be like, I want to know. Is the impact the same yeah. in, outside of the Bay? Is the impact the same for Sada wherever? When people wherever get in the phone, I mean, get in the, do they hear Drago and Sada still a year and a half, two years later? Is that yeah. re- is, when they hit, they still playing block party somewhere? Yeah, I wonder if that shit is everywhere in New York and in and, and, and different places. I just I just don't fucking know because yeah. I don't be there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. I, I I don't know what it is about Eminem voice, dog. Like it don't it don't sound. The same. Royce killed it. Everybody did a job. Everybody did a fucking good job on that dog. I did like Pete Ver. I mean, for one, uh, his verse. I like everybody verse. Be honest, dog. Except you know. I- my bad. My bad. I, no, I started it early. I started it no, early. That's, we we on it. Oh, we, we is it time for the Benny? I didn't yeah. want to cut you off. No, we on it. Okay, my bad. You liked everybody's verse except who? I don't know what it is about. I think it's M how it, it sonically sounds. When you listen to the lyrics and stuff, it's there. But this whole stopping and pausing after every single punchline, he seems like extra nasally. He's always had that nasally stuff, but it sounds different. Like I don't under I don't you know what it sounds like? When DLC got into the accident oh. and he came back, he wasn't sweet no more. His pen is gonna be his pen. Yeah, but his voice, the, yeah. the voice of delivery just Benny wasn't. Benny Siegel went through what he went through. Now he don't sound the same. Yeah. So it's not, I can't really say, yo, DOC is whack or Benny Siegel is whack or Eminem is whack. It's it's just how it but, sounds. But the voice was part of the product. Yeah, it's a it mixture part of, the of a thing. And it's how it sounds. It's like I don't know. It's just different. It's different. And we've been listening to Eminem for what 20, 25 years now. 97, 98. So I mean, all right. Well, no shade because it's Detroit everything here on this Facts. podcast. And it's not a bad verse. I didn't like it sonically. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you know, back like we ain't never left. It's your man Dame going wild. Dame Ruffin one on the Twitter. Follow me. I'm trying to get my followers up. Shout out to everybody that's reached out to me recently. Uh, I've been trying to been hella active on Twitter. Look, um, I'm happy to be back here with y'all, man. If you listen to my voice, if you reached out, you said a prayer for me, I love you and I appreciate you. If you can hear my voice, I love you and I mean that shit sincerely. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. You know, you see other you see other podcasts that got they, they stuff on the background, but this is, this is a brand you can believe in. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast, shoptalkpod.com. Book some time. Oh man, it's it's real, man. It's real out here, fam. Um, about to go on, on a little. Um, I'm gonna do a redesign to the website. Um, a little bit of a, a, a relaunch, and um, a lot more video content coming. Uh, in the form of advertisement, a lot of more drops. Like it's really taking this blue and black to a whole new level. It's definitely more of a business. Taking this, hobby. this this blue and black to a whole new fucking level because like in, in my heart of hearts when you see the blue and the black I need you to know where the fuck you at absolutely shop talk podcast studio like I'm not saying that we the Rockefeller podcast but we are Jane Dane hell yeah peace book some time